Good morning. This is Richard Shu, host of Shoe Untied. Today, I'm very pleased and thrilled to have with me as my guest, uh, the legendary Bert Fields, a partner at Greenberg Glusker. Bert, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Glad to be there. So, Bert, let's start by asking you, you know, how you became such a famous and well-known entertainment lawyer. How did you even get into the field to begin with? Well, um, I got out of law school during the Korean War, and I went into the Air Force. We all, uh, in those days, uh, were in one branch or another of the armed services because of the war. Uh, And I got into the Judge Advocate uh, General's Division of the Air Force, the GAG, and uh, I tried to probably... 100 or so court-martials and thought I was some kind of hotshot trial lawyer. So when I got out of the uh, Air Force, I started uh, trying cases, any kind of case I could find, and I've been doing it ever since. Hmm. But how did you specifically get into um, you know, representing entertainment celebrities and studios and that sort of thing? Oh, well, uh, being uh, in California... Uh, the entertainment industry was a huge industry, and naturally, uh, the little cases I handled at the beginning tended to be in very many situations for young actors or uh, young actresses or other people in the film business. Most of them were starting out just as I was, and as time went on, they became big stars, and then because I won a few cases... Uh, they started referring other people, and I got more and more people in the industry until finally uh, I started getting a lot of them. Hmm. Uh, I enjoy it. The The issues are interesting, and it's been a lot of fun. Well, when you kind of look back at your career, a legendary career, you know, what are some of the few highlights that really kind of stand out in terms of either cases you've done or clients you've had? Well, uh, there are so many, it's hard to select. I think uh, of all of them are representing the Beatles in the Beatlemania case, where we got an injunction against that show that we contended was a ripoff of the Beatles. That was uh, certainly an exciting thing to do. Jeffrey Katzenberg's case against Disney, uh, uh, which really pitted uh, Jeffrey against Michael Eisner, was a fascinating case. Uh, Richard Bach's case against Paramount over the picture, Jonathan Livingston Seagull was fascinating. There have been so many, it's really hard to pick out uh, uh, which ones really stand out in my mind. Probably my favorite case of all would be the Beatles case, but Mm. maybe that's because I'm a Beatles fan. (laughs) Well, now you obviously do a lot of litigation, but then I assume you also do a lot of contract negotiation uh, and transactional work. Do you, what is the mix between litigation and, and, and transactional work that you do? Oh, I would say it, uh, Tends to be 50-50. Sometimes in one year, it would be more litigation than transaction. But got to understand, when I started to practice law, lawyers did just about everything. We weren't quite as specialized in those days. So all lawyers who were in the film-related business uh, tended to do both litigation and contract work. 
that's disappeared. Now I don't think you can find anyone. I'm I'm probably the lone holdout who does both. Hmm. Uh, nowadays you have guys who do strictly contract work and other guys who do strictly entertainment work. By the way, I use the word guys to include men and women. <laughs> understood, understood. Now, did you ever think about in your career to actually, you know, I don't know, work for a movie studio or something like that or become like more like an agent or something else other than being a lawyer? I, I, I never considered becoming an agent. Uh, I was offered the chance. Uh, my, my first wife died uh, of cancer and I was bereft and... Uh, I was offered the chance right then to become the head of a studio, uh, and I thought very seriously about it uh, for about a couple of weeks and decided not to change careers. Uh, looking back on it, was it a good decision? I don't know. Probably it was a good decision. Probably I would have been a terrible studio head, but it <laughs> sounded like a lot of fun. And, why, why did it was you a decide? Yeah, why did you decide against it? Well, uh, I really loved what I was doing. And I thought, really, I'm jumping into a new career that sounds very glamorous and like a lot of fun, but I really don't know that I'm going to love it as much as I love trying cases and making deals. And why exchange the good for something that may or may not be good. Uh, and that was pretty much the basis of the decision. Well, now, is, is there any specific kind of case or specific kind of client that's kind of your favorite? Do you, uh, or, you know, in terms of litigation, certain, uh, certain, certain particular kind of case that you like more than others? Well, I enjoy the uh, entertainment-related cases because the issues are very fascinating. But on the other hand, I've had fascinating cases for cotton farmers in Arizona, for uh, hotels in uh, Las Vegas, uh, for boxing promoters. So it's hard to say. I, I really enjoy trying cases, whether they're judge cases or jury cases. I enjoy trying cases in other states. It's always interesting. I had a, a case fairly recently in Florida and another long one in D.C. That's an exciting experience. In, in general, I'm just enjoying what I do, and I'm so lucky to be doing something I enjoy. Mm. Do you think the movie, the entertainment industry has changed a lot, obviously, in the years that you've practiced, or do you think it's still fundamentally really the same? No, I think it's uh, changed a lot. Uh, we have many, many new methods of distribution. The people are very different. Uh, in my day, you had a lot of rough, tough mostly uneducated uh, people who were running the studios. Uh, today, they're almost all uh, highly educated, uh, sophisticated people of, of a very different breed. Uh, in the old days, you used to get uh, barred from the lot if you made a claim against the studio. No, nothing like that happens today. Uh, it's just a very different world for the executives, and it's a very different world as to the issues, because we all have to every learn all these new things. Every day we, we have new issues because of new media that come on stream. Have you thought about writing a book or something to chronicle your experience and in-depth knowledge of the entertainment industry through all these decades? 
Well, I've written about uh, seven books, uh, but most of them are either sex-related novels that I've written under a different name or uh, English history books that uh, I enjoy. So I I do like writing. Uh, Right now, I'm in the course of writing my memoirs, uh, but only the business memoirs. I'm not getting into the personal or sexual memoirs. Mm. Well, I know you're a young man. What uh, what are your do you have any other future goals that you still want to do or you're just enjoying still what, you know, what you've always been done and just sort of keep doing what you've been doing? Well, I I, I feel like I'm a young man. I'm only 88. <laughs> and uh, these days that's pretty young. I I think I'd like to uh, uh join the few people who have broken the 4-minute mile. Uh, <laughs> I I would, I would like to uh play quarterback uh, for the uh, Rams, who are now moved to Los Angeles, so it would be convenient. <laughs> I think probably I'm not going to get those two gigs, so I'll have to stick with what I'm doing. Uh, but you're definitely still going full-time, and you're not slowing down in any way, even at 88. I, I'm not conscious of slowing down. I, I am working full-time uh, and uh, intend to continue doing it uh, for as long as I can continue doing it. And who knows how long that'll be. Now, you must work with a lot of younger lawyers. What kind of advice do you give to younger lawyers who are starting their careers or want to get into the entertainment business? Think. (laughs) (laughs) That's with an exclamation point. Think. Uh, You'd be surprised how often people do a lot of research and a lot of uh, writing and haven't really thought very, very hard. The one thing I attribute to Harvard Law School, uh, where I went to law school, is uh, it taught me to think. Until I got there, I don't think I ever really thought about serious things. Uh, And and thinking, uh, you'd be surprised how far it can get you. Well, when you look back at your successful career, do you attribute to any, did you have any particularly uh, meaningful or significant mentors in your early days that you, you know, give credit to for helping you get into this business? Well, uh, certainly I got a huge start out of Harvard Law School in those days. They had wonderful professors and uh, it would be hard to pick anyone that uh, was that much of a uh, a shaper of my career. When I started out, a wonderful old lawyer named Louis Swartz, who came out of Harvard in the class of 01, was kind of my mentor. And he represented people like Jeanette McDonald. Nobody knows that name today, but she was the biggest star in Hollywood at the time. And Louis was very influential. There were a number of others, uh, a number of judges that I've respected highly. It's hard to pick out any, any one uh, my wives have been very instructive in many, many ways, but, but I don't think I'll get into that. <laughs> All right, Bert. Well, listen, it's been a fascinating conversation. I really appreciate your taking the time. When you do finish your memoirs, you'll have to come back and tell me about it. I'd love to. Thanks for spending the time. This is Richard Shu and Bert Fields. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 